Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? How's Alberta? It's beautiful. I love it here. I'm so happy. Um, what have you done so far? Okay, so like the first two-ish days were like amazing hot summer weather. Um, I got in last Wednesday. So um, what time was it on Wednesday that I got here? Like whatever. I got here and I went on uh, I didn't go out the first day, but the second day I went on a hike up to this place called Grassy Lakes. Um, and it was basically, honestly, kind of a crazy story. Okay, so I wasn't even going to go, but I was like, no, just go. Don't be a pussy. Like, who cares? You don't need someone else. Like, one of my friends is out here, so I was just going to wait for her to go. But I was like, well, that's stupid. Um, so I go, I drive to the place. Um, and there's like two options when you start the hike, right? It's like, this is like the easy way. I picked the hike because it was relatively easy. Um, and then there was like the more difficult way. And I was like, obviously you should go the easy way, you dumbass. You just got here. But then I was like, no, like I am fit. <laughs> so <laughs> I go the other way, which is like the reverse loop basically, but it takes you up like the more vertical side so that you get like really great views on the way up and then an easy come down. So I'm like hiking by myself like I picked a trail that was pretty popular because I didn't want to be like really isolated because I don't have wilderness skills <laughs> um, I didn't want to die um, and I also didn't have bear spray or anything yet so anyway so I'm Sorry, walking bear spray it's... what the hell is that <laughs> um it's not like bug spray it's a uh, mace for bears in case you like, oh have God. a close encounter yeah um but anyway so I start I start the hike and like I don't know anyone out here. So I was just like going up and I see these people like standing kind of on like a very narrow ridge that I have to cross. And I'm like, like I don't have to fucking wait for these motherfuckers to move. So I like get up to them and then the girl like turns and I'm like, I know you. Oh my God. <laughs> I literally was like, and I literally, it was this, it's this girl, Cami from my high school, who I literally haven't seen since probably grade 11 or 12. And I was like, holy shit, like, what are the odds we run into each other on a hike? So we're just like catching up. And she's with one of her friends from Mississauga and then with her dog as well. So we end up like doing the hike together. And it turns out she like moved to Canmore, which is where I'm staying, close to Banff, um, and is like a guide for all of these tours and stuff so she was like the best person I could have possibly ran into Shit, that's um, yeah so she like took us up and like showed us all these cool like little sneaky places that most people don't know about and I was like yo this is so fucking clutch and like her and her friend and I we just like immediately vibed like the energy was good I was like whoa did I just make like two new best friends <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and we just had like really good conversation and like the hike went by so quickly and we just like exchanged numbers and we're probably going to do some more hikes like when, well, the weather's better now. So probably like this week, this weekend or something. Um, so that was really fun. And then I had told her like later that night, I think that was on Friday night or Friday after work. And I finished work at like 2.30. So yeah, it's even crazier because I like went in the middle of the day when most people don't go. I don't know. It's just a crazy, crazy coincidence. And then um, maybe that wasn't Friday, whatever. Uh, sometime it was like Thursday okay and then um, the next day I went and did this canyon a grotto canyon uh, trail and like usually there's water but it, it's like August so there was no water 
it was kind of a whack trail. You literally are like walking along an empty riverbank, but it's like in the canyon. So you're like in the mountains. And then I came out, I like went past the final, like there's like a tiny waterfall. I went past that and it was just like this huge, like they're literally just like in the middle of the mountains. Like the, I posted in my story, like Rocky Mountains for real, right? Like it's just like rocks and like huge ridges. I was like, this is Jurassic Park. I love it here. <laughs> I literally just like walk around like, uh, 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 like by myself, so happy. <laughs> um, so that was fun. And then after that hike, I had met up with, Sarah, who lives in Banff, she's like my best friend. Um, and we were, we had plans to meet up with this girl who we knew from school or whatever um, for dinner. So we met up with her and then she brought her sister and some guy that we, I guess I know him, but I don't actually know him. So I was like, okay. Um, but that was really fun. We had dinner, literally had one drink. At least I'm not joking. I was fucking wrecked. Really? Like, I think it's because apparently the altitude like impacts your like tolerance a lot. Okay. And then I'm already a lightweight and then I'm already never drinking like during the pandemic. So we both, Sarah and I both had one margarita and we were crying, laughing. Like I was loose. I was loose, you know? I love it. Um, and then uh, we ended up meeting up with the girl Cammy and her friends later. And we just had like a drink on the patio and then randomly there was a drag show happening across the street at this random pub. So we went to the drag show. That was my first drag show. So that was literally like the best weekend ever. I was like, I the serendipity that. of this so far has been beautiful. But then like uh, there was fires and there was a fire nearby, which was kind of spooky. Um, so it was very like, like literally like going into a barbecue to stand outside. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently Canmore, like where I'm staying had worse air quality than BC where the internal fires are happening it was like 500 times worse than like the World Health Organization would suggest to even be allowed to go outside wow yeah it was fucked <laughs> um, but it's insane. all cleared up and it's it's uh it rained yesterday so it's just nice I went for a walk today got a coffee uh it's just like oh you guys just live in the mountains what the <laughs> but yeah obviously I'm peak happiness right now um yeah I'm having a good time so that's been fun how does it feel being away from your family it is definitely like lonely like I'm like oh I wish I could like like enjoy this but with my family you know um Mm -hmm. maybe not like with every single event that I've done but like have them around to like chat and stuff um but I actually kind of like being alone because I don't have to like go by anybody's schedule and I'm just doing what I want to do which is so rare in my life Uh, (laughs) so it's been cool I miss them but I'm also like I'm literally gonna see you in a month like I don't care it's okay Yeah. (laughs) yeah um yeah other than that just been like chilling working writing it's actually kind of nice to work 6 to 2.30 because you have so much of the evening. Oh, because of the time difference. Yeah. So I didn't oh, want to like, yeah, I didn't want to like just adjust and do, it would be eight to four here, but then it would be like 10 to six in London yeah. time. I was just like, no, I'm not going to, and I don't, don't want to do that. So I just yeah. wake up at six and it's eight technically for you guys. Shit, I told it that totally slipped my mind. So, n- what time is it there now? It's 2 24. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's pretty fun. Um, I don't know. I prefer that. It's like so much time in the evening to do stuff, like, especially because I usually work out after work. So, like, 
I'm not digging into my actual evening time with that workout and shower mm-hmm. and all that stupid shit. So yeah, yesterday I went for a run in the rain. It was like spooky, misty mountains. I was like, well, I'm in Lord <laughs> of the Rings right now. What's happening? <laughs> um, it's pretty cool. Oh, I saw a bear yesterday. Oh, Tika. Yeah, it was cute. It was a little black bear. He was like, there. Uh, Sarah and I were driving back to the town and like there was um, a train going by. So he was probably running away from the train. Uh, but he was like mm-hmm. in the side of the highway, kind of like the grass part, yeah. like booking it. I was like, yo, that boy running. <laughs> He's fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the only wildlife I've seen so far, honestly. Like there's a lot of birds and like those, I don't know, big chipmunk things, but it's been cool. I don't know. What's a big chipmunk? <laughs> it's like a squirrel, but it looks like a chipmunk. Are you sure it's not just a chipmunk? <laughs> I don't know. They're built different out here. something between a chipmunk and a squirrel? It's, yeah. Okay, search like Banff chipmunk animal or something and you'll probably see it. Banff chipmunk. Is it a, a chipmunk or a gold or a golden mantled ground squirrel? Are you talking about this? Sorry. Oh my God, my computer's fucked. Uh, no. No. It's like bigger than that. Um, uh, forget what they're called. Uh, Pika, yeah, Pikas. They're like they look like little Pokemon. They're so cute. Um, it's kind of it's actually more like a squirrel beaver. Actually, how do you spell it? P i k a. P i k a. Oh my god, it's <laughs> so cute. This does not look anything like a chipmunk or a squirrel, by the way. It looks like a mouse, if anything. <laughs> hey, they're all rodents. They're all this just... looks like an overweight mouse. I don't know where you're seeing <laughs> a chipmunk or a okay, squirrel. Okay, maybe I'm <laughs> not thinking of the right animal then. Does but it even what? have like a tail? <laughs> okay, <laughs> relax, 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 relax. We get it. You're into zoology. <laughs> tough crowd today Woo. um yeah that's a that's what's up with me and like working from here I literally only have like a bedroom and then I'm I go upstairs to use the kitchen and laundry and whatever like whenever but I have like a bathroom and a bedroom and it's just like I, my work from home station is like me sitting in bed with a pillow on my lap with the pizza box that I ordered on the first day I was here <laughs> as like the barrier between the laptop and the pillow <laughs> no joke no joke like there it is Goodness. rocky mountain flatbread co so that's what i'm sponsored by today <laughs> um dude groceries out here it's not okay it's it's so expensive and like really? food, food in general is like fucked up so expensive but that's been my only because they can <laughs> it's like it's a tourist town you know like they I can guess, just yeah. overcharge yeah, this, I don't know you would think groceries would be cheap but yeah like or like normal feel price. Like are universal nah I don't know maybe because they have to like transport really far from like where the source of the food is maybe compared to like a big city or something anyway that's what's been up with my life <laughs> what about you what's new nothing nearly as exciting as that I mean, it's hard um, to do. 
Um, cars still in the garage. Booked my tattoo, so it's in October. Ooh. And uh, what are you getting? If you want to share, the hands from the creation of Adam. So the <gasps> where on my inner bicep. Oh, sexy! Yeah, you know yes. that's weird that you just, that you're picking what? that place, but um. <laughs> I was gonna say that's weird that you picked that placement because I was literally thinking yesterday of my run well because I'm like running like this and my biceps were hurting kind of I was like I'd love to I have this idea I want to get um in like traditional style like a jaguar and a and a dog like attacking cool. each other but I would I was like what if I get the jaguar and the dog like mm, that'd be funny <laughs> uh anyway that that that's interesting that uh, you chose that placement as well because I was just thinking that it's a very nice, there's like, there's, there's some parts of the body that are just like, a tattoo will always look good there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's one of them. That's it has that, like, the shapely flow of like, yeah. there should be something there. Like, it makes sense yeah. in a way. It's a good, it's a good tattoo spot. That's cool. That's so exciting. What, like, yeah. style are you getting it in? Um, so it was actually like quite a interesting conversation. Like, originally I was going to get like, pretty minimal. Like not minimalist in size, but like a minimalist tattoo. But then I was, yeah. and there's like mixed info about whether or not it, it lasts as long as traditional tattoos because of the number of needles you use. Mm -hmm. so like, I just, I'm just like not interested in that <laughs> to have to like wonder long term. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when anyway, I went to the guy to talk about it, and uh, so we're kind of going in between. So he's going to use like traditional like his traditional number of needles or whatever there's gonna be less shading so it has kind of like that original look that I wanted yeah. but it will be bigger and with like thicker lines that way it'll last the test of time and yeah. honestly it's like you're the, like you're the fucking professional what the hell do I know you know what I mean so it's like yeah I kind of went in showed the picture and was like I'm good to what's the word not alternate but like compensate on like the like style compromise or, or, yeah. yeah you know so so yeah we had a good meeting and uh and plus even when you go get your tattoo right they they'll resize it a million fucking times until it's perfect so yeah I'm not I'm not really worried it's like yeah so anyway. yeah that's so exciting I'm happy for yeah. you it's gonna be cool thanks so yeah I'm excited about that um finished it's always sunny again literally in a month I've watched it twice what <laughs> Oh, you know what made me laugh? The anti-acid puzzle was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia today, it, this see. week. Oh, oh yeah. It was like TV show and like, it's like Wheel of Fortune, you know? That's I thought you, That's I thought you made that. No, Taylor. Oh. oh, well, she was thinking about you, I guess. That's so funny. Holy fuck. Yeah. Wow. That's a crazy coincidence. Because when I first looked at the puzzle, I was like, what the fuck is that <laughs> and then I saw like tv show and I was like oh and then I saw your name and I was like oh I saw your name in slack it wasn't even related <laughs> and then and then it all like just came together I was like I know this puzzle so <laughs> did you ever watch it no I haven't god damn it's so I fun. I just finished Shit's Creek last night Ugh. okay 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 <sighs> first of all Okay, I have a lot of things we need. Okay, a lot's gonna come up. Yeah. We'll start with the easiest thing first. How iconic was Mora's 
outfit when she did the wedding. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when I saw her, I literally was like, <laughs> I screamed when she like appeared. Yeah, no, I was fully in shock. Like, first of all, it's so like such an insane outfit, but it's, it's so insane. like the perfect, the only thing she could have worn. With the fucking gloves? <laughs> the hair on the hat thing. Like, I can't. It, it was, was the, it was like the perfect outfit it like, to end it. Yeah, exactly. It was literally like her Met, Met Ball yeah. outfit, you know? Um, it was amazing. I loved it. Also, that entire episode, I was like, oh, fantastic from start to finish. I, I don't know. Like, a lot of people obviously love the show, but I'm just like, every season was better than the last yeah and every episode was better than the last and there was like the writing was just so good and and different like it was you know like okay so Gilmore Girls is a show about nothing but it's kind of boring like there's it's it's more like you you watch it passively but Schitt's Creek was also a show kind of about nothing like there's not really a strong plot line aside from like family development right but it, they did it in such a way that like you were so committed to the characters. Like obviously Gilmore Girls, you're like, you love those characters too. But like, I don't know what they did. They put some special sauce in that shit. Like <laughs> I was I was addicted to that show. And like, not in a way that I was like, this plotline is so strong. It's just like, you like, you really connect to the characters even when you yeah. don't relate to them, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah of course. I don't know, I fucking okay. loved it. Here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. You were like, weird about Alexis so how do you feel about her now that you you I love her right I love her development insane I was just about to say her character development is so and like I like that she ended up going and doing her thing and like Mm -hmm. Ted wasn't like I don't know I just loved their storyline and it made me sad but I was also like damn that's like real shit (laughs) like yeah that's how I feel like and like in my in my eyes, I'm like they'll find each other. You know what I mean? Like they'll yep. they'll find each other. They just have to do their own thing right now. It's like Chuck and Blair. They have to do their little business. Yep. And then they'll find each other. And I think they like not to, not to say that they would. I don't know if they're doing like a movie or like any follow up or anything. Oh, I think so. Um, but like it it left your imagination open in a way that was like mm-hmm. exciting and and nice instead of like usually any series that ends on an open note like that is like that was dissatisfying you know like that wasn't like a good ending but they did it they like closed all of the loose ends and like obviously they had a really good plan for like we're doing six seasons this is how it's gonna go this is exactly how it's gonna be like whatever um and then I feel like because it didn't pick up like notoriety until later and like they were they had already written most of the show like the pressure didn't impact the writing, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, like Game of Thrones, <laughs> like the ending to that show was horrendous. And it's because the fan pressure was so high, um, among other things. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I loved it. And I want to watch it again so I can really appreciate it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it like three, four times now. Yeah. For sure. It's yeah. so, because also like, it, it's kind of like Parks and Rec for me in that you don't ever feel a moment of sadness watching it. Exactly. So it's like, or even if something sad happens, it's like met up immediately with a joke that isn't even insensitive to the sadness. You know what I mean? No, it's just like, you feel so good weight. watching it. Yeah. 
and like it felt very genuine and like authentic to a story like that those things could happen to people like that you know like yeah. even though it was such an extravagant like concept like these mega rich people like having to downsize their entire lives like that concept itself it, it feels like not relatable but it 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 just is it just is yeah. somehow yeah I really I really liked it um and okay so my favorite character uh what did I say last time I think I said Johnny. You had said um, David. And I don't remember. You said two people. One was David. I don't remember. Yeah, it was David and Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I know this is, like, an underdog answer, but I actually really liked Johnny's, like, journey in the show because he reminded me of my own, like, dad in a way and also, like, just people, like, other like dad figures that I've seen in my life go through similar like struggles and they're just trying so hard and trying to be positive all the time and like just figure it out for their family like I really like that made me like mm. <laughs> um, so like from like that sentimental perspective Johnny but like from an entertainment perspective like Stevie and um what the hell David were just like the weirdest yeah, the and, great. and like their development was amazing I like just like Stevie's development too like she came so much out of her shell and like was adopted into the family and I don't know I love that show (laughs) yeah it's so fucking good I like I don't think I ever had like one single complaint about it ever it's perfect no yeah and like even the like annoying characters became way less annoying and like way more hilarious like Roland is annoying but he's supposed to be annoying I know that but like in the in the beginning, I was like, oh, it's just like. Oh, in the first season, I really couldn't stand him. I was like, yeah. you're not just annoying. You're just like dumb. In the way. Yes. Like everything. But yeah. then like season two, they softened him. And I was like, okay, I could get behind it now. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I don't know, just all the characters were so specifically themselves. <laughs> and it just, I was, once I finished the, the series, like it auto-played like. I don't know like a documentary thing about like them talking okay. about the show and making the show and stuff and um Dan Levy was saying how his dad like forced them to work on character background for like weeks and weeks and weeks before they even started writing I'm like it shows it really shows because yeah. like all of these characters feel so real and like yeah. I don't know and also perfectly casted or yeah. cast everything is so like also how beautiful was the moment like between Twyla and Alexis with the money yeah I remember when when that plate was playing live like when that episode dropped Twyla was trending like crazy on Twitter like like obsessed with that whole concept yeah I really I really liked Twyla too because she was like clearly smart and like just so sweet so she just tolerated everyone's nonsense <laughs> in a way that like you're just like wow you're actually like a really nice person she is such a good person yeah oh god damn I love that show yeah so good 10 out of 10 like yeah that is nothing not a single bad thing show. yeah not yeah. a single bad thing to say so yeah that's very that's rare for me too because I don't even really like most shows I watch I'm always like oh there's something nagging. Well, okay, but here's an interesting shows. question. What are your other, let's each give our top 
let's do top three because otherwise it's going to be a very long conversation our top three <laughs> 10 out of 10 shows Ooh. okay so but but keep in mind, hold on a second this i don't is, have 10 out of 10 shows though but keep in mind this doesn't necessarily mean shows that you'll like watch again or it doesn't mean that it has to be your favorite show because your favorite okay. show might not be a 10 out of 10 yeah. what show like objectively do you think is a okay so one of them i don't know i'm gonna have a hard time remembering titles because i'm just brain dead like that um what's that one about the serial killers on netflix and it got canceled but is amazing david fincher i'm thinking about mind hunter is that yeah it? yeah okay, i yeah. that's I, a fucking good show that show i okay so many shows I think all of these shows that I'm about to say I hated them like the first two episodes and then after that I stopped watching and then I continued again later like way later on and I loved them okay so Mindhunter um the one with like Reese Witherspoon Reese <laughs> <laughs> Witherspoon and Laura Dern and Zoe Kravitz uh Big Little Lies Big Little Lies loved that show first season flawless absolutely loved it um and then Schitt's Creek probably and then Parks and Rec okay sorry so I said four, four. <laughs> pardon what so you, went for, you went for a top four oh <laughs> uh, yeah I did <laughs> well because I already said Schitt's Creek we were we already talked about Schitt's Creek yeah. so I, I I replaced that with Parks and Rec fair, fair enough fair enough um okay my top three was like perfect from start to finish which means I've never got angry at it <laughs> 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 which actually takes out a lot of tv i think it would be also schitt's creek also parks and rec and probably friends i think those are like friends yeah i think that's my flawless you think it's 10 out of 10 that is yeah so because also i'm not looking at friends as aged well that's not how i'm no these shows so for me like no matter how many times i watch that show it'll always get the same hardcore laughs out of me. I'm devoted to the characters. I love all their relationships. Mm-hmm. I love talking about it with people. I love playing games about it. Yeah. I love going back to it. And it you're, be- yeah, you're like immersed in the culture of friends. Yeah. Sure. So that would be my 10 out of 10. And I think if I have to pick a bonus fourth, <laughs> hmm, I might not have anything to be honest. I get mad so often. <laughs> <laughs> The shows you watch most, I feel, also make you the most mad because you oh, care about them the most. That's why I made that rule before because Supernatural is not a ten out of ten show. Yeah, like at all. <laughs> There's many flaws. Yeah, many, many flaws. Yeah. Um, and even it's always sunny. Yes, I just watched it twice in a month, but like not every episode is like like sometimes they they focus on like there's a whole episode where they <laughs> where they follow like the homeless guy and I'm like I could okay. Know yeah don't care yeah so but yeah like perfect from start to finish I think it would be those three comedies probably gotcha yeah what about movies what are your top three 10 out of 10 mm. keep franchises out of it because that gets complicated movies so no, no Harry Potter no Twilight no Star Wars okay Arrival never seen that oh you should watch that that shit is it does sound, hold on a second it sounds very familiar i feel like there was also a book am i imagining that no nope, pretty sure that's true 
Um, but I could be right. It's like sci-fi, you know? So there probably is a book. Okay, yes, with Amy Adams. Yeah, there yeah. was. It's because I remember selling the book to someone. That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. So Arrival. And... Oh, 10 out of 10 I don't know that's hard for movies <laughs> but also it's like it's your object it's like your opinion right yeah uh, mean girls <laughs> I love it. and damn oh hereditary yeah I refuse to watch that movie but I've heard nothing but good things shit is so scary so good so well done <laughs> yeah. beautiful to watch beautiful to listen to <laughs> um yeah those are probably my some of my top I don't, I don't know if they I would necessarily say they're my top three but they're in the top for sure okay um my perfect 10 out of 10 movies where I think there's no flaws at all are <laughs> um <laughs> She's the man. Oh, I love that movie. That movie's that movie slaps. Perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. It is the perfect comedy. It is actually the perfect comedy. Um, ten things I hate about you. Love that movie. And Logan, probably. Oh, those are all good. Yeah. I love those movies. Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, because there's a lot of perfect 10 out of 10 movies, but I feel like if I just keep rehashing my favorites, it's like I'm not being objective. You know what I mean? So She's the Man is like a twist. I never put that in my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, but she's uh, a great movie. It's so fucking funny. It's hilarious. It has, like, romance. It has friendship. It has everything. I mean, yeah. it's based on... What is it based on? Uh, um, that Shakespeare shit uh it's Shakespeare but what's the play it's not Taming of the Shrew um Twelfth Night no fuck I don't remember hold on she's the man I think it is Twelfth Night actually yeah I think it is too yeah it is Twelfth Night um when I which one is the one based on Taming of the Shrew I don't even know what that is, to be honest. <laughs> I only know the basics. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. This is going to bother me. All right. Oh, it's 10 things I hate about you. That's what, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, yeah, she's the shrew. And they even reference it in the movie. So I'm an idiot. Damn, I'm so yeah. uneducated. Wow. I like, just not love that only movie. Are, are that guy, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend like he's into Shakespeare as his her friend and they reference the play in the movie so mm. I'll be there for you and I just completely like misremembered <laughs> I mean I didn't even know so I mean to be fair though I don't really pay attention to movies like I just watch them and I don't <laughs> remember anything so um yeah movies for me like are a lot less enjoyable than tv shows because I like watching character development over like a really long time um so I'm definitely a tv girly I'm not a movie girly but yeah Arrival is like probably one of the best movies I've ever seen and I can't believe you haven't seen it it's actually really shocking I'm very weird about sci-fi stuff we've talked it's about. like it's less about sci-fi and more about like language and like connect connection you know um I would give it a watch for sure I'll try it out uh, maybe we can watch it when we're hanging out. 
in um, real life. Already chosen our movies. <laughs> oh yeah, Fast and and Twilight. Yeah, that's what the gods intended. The ultimate franchises. <laughs> um, See, Fast and the Furious franchise is a perfect ten out of ten, and you know why? Because no one expects it to be anything other than what it is. Yep, so can't possibly disappoint people. You can't, yeah, you can't even hate on it because it is what it is. It's not yeah. trying to be a really like meaningful, interesting thing. It's just supposed to be entertainment. Oh, Are yeah. you not entertained? That's literally <laughs> fast. That's a 10 out of 10 movie. Gladiator. Yeah. That's 10 that out of 10. Too. And I saw that when I was a kid. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That is a 10 out of 10 movie. Yeah. Hard. You know Star- what is also a 10 out of 10 for me? King Arthur with Clive Owen. That's a good movie. Okay. I, I mean, movies though. To be fair, I don't know any like I don't know the lore behind it. You know, like I don't I I can't be like this is an accurate representation or oh, anything. Yeah, but it's also like King Arthur, so like yeah. it doesn't really matter. You know what no. I mean? No, <laughs> I just love um, what's his name? Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Michelson. 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 Yeah. He's Michelson. So First of all, goddamn hot. So so. And his bird? Oh, why is that? I know. Oh, you know what? That's exactly why you think he's hot. I think that was probably one of the first things I ever really noticed men, if not watched him in at all. Yeah. I remember like he has like no dialogue in the movie. He like nope barely speaks or doesn't speak at all. But I remember seeing him and I was like, you. (laughs) Yep. Favorites. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god, that's so funny. Me and my sister would like talk about who our favorites were in that movie and be like, Yeah, he's hot. Like and we would code we would code saying hot with weird because we didn't want our mom to know that we were talking about hot guys. We'd be like, (laughs) Oh my god, like King Arthur is so weird. (laughs) I literally remember. Yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, um, I don't know why I was talking about oh yeah, because it's a good movie, it's really good. It is a good movie. And um I don't know, 10 out of 10s, like, it's, like, it depends on what you're rating it as, right? Like, 10 out of 10 on cinematography, like, that's a completely different thing. I but find for like me, it's movies... just, like, overall experience. Yeah, exactly. And I have a lot more 10 out of 10s out of movies because of the fact that I get so invested in TV shows that I am watching them develop and go and going through all this bullshit with yeah. the characters. So when you see things get fucked up, you're like, well... <laughs> just lost the point buddy <laughs> yeah that's totally fair so sure. that's why I'm like way, I find I'm way more critical about tv shows than I am about about movies it's almost, almost like a catch-22 though like to compare them because with a movie it's like you have one chance to make your impact and like deliver the messages that you're trying to deliver and whatever yeah. so it's like but then at the same time it's like you only have to write one script and get the one script right you know yeah um and then like on the same on the other side of the coin is like a TV show. You have all this time to, to have a really great experience, but then it's like, you had all this time to create a yeah. good experience and you fucked it up. You know, like yeah. you have a lot more time to like consider what goes into a show, I feel, or like what happens in a show. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I feel like they're so drastically different, even though we like pair them together, you know, movies and TV. Yeah, they are. And like, there's some, there's some movies I wish were TV shows. Yes. And like, Maybe not vice versa, but yeah, there's a lot of movies I wish were TV shows instead of movies. Like, well, we talked about Harry Potter once, mm-hmm. um, Percy Jackson, which is becoming a TV show now, so that's good. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, there's, there's like, there's this book series they tried making into a movie and it failed miserably after um, this book series called Fallen. Mm-hmm. And the story, the story is great. It's four books with like some side, side novels or whatever. Um, it's a really nice love story. The actual plot is really interesting and they made it into a movie and it was just not good. Man. <laughs> Like, I'm thinking about it now and like all like these Netflix shows, like so many of these series can work so well on these platforms, which is why I'm excited for the Lord of the Rings TV show coming out because that's epic. That will like, a lot of people are saying The Witches and Game of Thrones, but it's not really just because like it's about him. You know what I mean? So it's like, like, yeah, yeah, the vibe is the same because they all have swords, but like (laughs) The Witcher is its own thing yeah the lord of the rings i can actually see it becoming in terms of like community and in terms of like worldwide reception i think that will be the next game of thrones yeah and it also already lives within an a universe that's been built out and that people have experienced and already really love and have all that like background information right so it's like yeah no it looks it sounds like it's gonna be amazing yeah, there's excited. a lot of stuff that has become movies or tv shows that should just never have become <laughs> like um one of my favorite childhood books was Inkheart. like literally yeah. read it a million times was addicted to it the movie was probably the worst thing that ever happened to me in my childhood <laughs> I was so disappointed I cried oh, I cried no! I was like I hate this with a passion I fucking hate this and like it's not even shade to the like the actors or anything it's just like you couldn't it's hard to bring that like feeling that you get when reading to life mm-hmm. in, in cinema or in a TV show, right? Like it's very hard to recreate the ambiance that you that readers have. And like yeah. for Harry Potter, they did a pretty decent job in the first few movies for sure. And then like progressively it kind of got worse and like disconnected from like how you feel when you read the books. But I think it was fair because there was a lot of like CGI shit there's going so, on. And also there's just so much content. Yeah. To every book. And it's like, how do you fit that in? Like you can't you know yeah and I think that like I don't know I think Harry Potter would be an amazing tv show especially like the prequel like the parents that's what I want is that I have been even fucking before I ever knew what Netflix was I was saying that there should be a show about when all the parents were at school and when they found out Lupin was a werewolf and then they were doing the spells like leading up to the war and then the show ends when the parents die like yeah at the the baby scene that's when the like 100% it would kill it it would would absolutely kill it because all those stories are really interesting and like barely talked about they're bare like they're they're so ripe for the pickings you know and um like we don't get it like we don't get enough of the satisfactory storytelling in the actual books like there needs to be more there has to be more I'm sure like obviously JK Rowling sucks ass but like um I feel like she just probably doesn't even want to like start doing that because it would be like labor intensive, but there's so many like Harry Potter professionals. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, fan fiction writers. Just just give someone the rights to do it. You know what I mean? To create another billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, goddamn. Like I'll do it. It'll get really gay really quickly, but I'll still do it. As it should. Are we really going to pretend Listen, there's all, no gays in the magical 
realm. <laughs> first of all, first of all, Sirius Black is a bisexual man. Let's yes. get that out right away. And he and Lupin were definitely in the closet together while they were at Hogwarts. One million percent. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sing the praises. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. know what, like, I, I guess I understand because it was the 2000, the, the 90s and 2000s, so she didn't lean into that. But, like, even if she didn't mean to write those, like, impressions into the content, if they're being perceived, it's there. Yeah. So, like, lean into it. It's 2021, yeah. baby. It's because, yeah, it's because marketing, right? Yeah. Children's book, all that, all that nonsense. Yeah, if they were to do a show, it would have to be, like, 14A or, like, but that's what I'm saying if it was like a Netflix show or like I don't know HBO or whatever like one yeah. of those platforms you could premium streaming yeah yeah like you could fucking do whatever you want right mm-hmm. that's the and that's also why I'm loving Gossip Girl because since it is on HBO they're like they're really not doing that much like more dramatic stuff but just the fact that they're swearing I'm just like for some reason I'm just like this is so much better than yeah it just sets you into that not that it's better it just sets you into that yes this is how people talk you know what I mean and like I remember with Supernatural it came up a lot how the actors were saying that they wish they could swear because they're like you know how unrealistic it is that they're almost dying all the time and like no one ever says fuck (laughs) yeah yep so just those little things which seem like nothing it you know, sometimes it does add value. Like even in um, Parks and Rec, like when they do swear, it's bleeped out, but like, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like they finally lost it. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> it is <laughs> funny. And it's like, yeah, but you know what's happening. You it's know? like kind of jarring too. You're like, oh yeah, this is like yeah. realistic. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been keeping up with the Gossip Girl series. I don't, I watched the first episode. I just haven't kept up with it. Oh, it's so good. Get, does it get better than the first progressively better I mean in my opinion yeah but also like not that I went in with no expectations because I feel like I had expectations but like yeah I feel like with it it's kind of like Fast and Furious like I went to the show ready to accept it in whatever form it came yeah because I just love the concept of it so much so that's why I'm enjoying it because there's like mean people being jerks and like that's all I really wanted yeah you know? even the stuff like now they've started to explore a bit of the drama with the parents which I also like because Gossip Girl was also so good because they made the parents so interesting mm-hmm. you know so they've started to bring in that a bit which I'm enjoying and I think how they're tackling current social issues is interesting I think it's very hard to do in a way that doesn't offend people. Yeah. And I think, in my opinion, they're doing an in, they're doing an interesting job at it. Like even just the fact that the main girl's an influencer, like that whole narrative about like, is it even good to be an influencer, and what does that power look like, and yeah, what does it mean for a teenager to have that kind of control on other people, and like when she fucks up, should she be canceled for it, like? very interesting conversations have happened already so it's like yeah it's, it's I, I'm, I'm it's it. also interesting because like in the OG series like technically they are influencers but they're the concept of an influencer didn't exist at that yeah. point and like now and it's, it's influencer in a different way yeah right like it's like Blair and Serena were it's like 
because the term in the early 2000s was like you're not an influencer you're like an it girl right yeah yep. so it's like you want to be like them and blah, blah blah but also like the difference was that Blair and Serena yeah they were setting trends but I don't know how to explain it. It's like it they, was more inaccessible because it was like they were in magazines and stuff like that. Like they were yeah. like they were like more like B-list celebrities, whereas like influencers are a whole different category, exactly, and they're directly yeah. impacting like the youth. Exactly. Okay, yes, that's what I was trying to say. Is that this new it girl is directly impacting people, mm-hmm. right? But Blair and Serena, like unless they were being mean to someone, whatever they did only really impacted themselves and like the people in their close circle. Right. So what they did didn't really have repercussions on like millions of people. No. So that's that's what the the difference is. But also it's interesting in the show how the new characters talk about like Blair, Serena, Nate and all that. It's interesting when like the old people are brought up. Yeah. So I like it. I hope they make an appearance. We'll see. So far we've had one old character come back and one like kind of old character come back so interesting yeah. i will probably catch up this week since i'm done Shit's creek we have time um, it's on break now till november okay cool on hiatus um yeah oh gossip girl <laughs> now that's <laughs> actually no I got, i've been mad at that show but i would say that's like probably a nine star out of ten nine point five even yeah just bluck and check bluck Terry, fuck, Blair. Black is their new <laughs> couple's name. <laughs> oh, my uh, Blair and Chuck just were like not together for too long. That it like annoyed me a little. You yeah. Know what I mean? Um, and all the stuff with Jenny, I was like, you could just leave and no one. Cares. Jenny, what, what happened? She left and no one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, Jenny was literally the bane of my existence me and yeah. my sister were like we would scream when she would be on screen be like go away sure. you're the worst it's hard because she brought so much drama but sure. also, every time she was there I was like god damn you're the worst <laughs> it's just her face too she's just like she's like always and I think it's also I think it's knowing that like she made life difficult for people on set yeah so I feel like it takes it away and I feel like that's what brings me down a little because I'm like you're not just like are you really like this like are you <laughs> yeah what's the truth or is this just is this just how you are you know what I mean yeah killer moms and yeah an interesting person 9.5 for sure 9 to 9.5 bro no joke my family and I like my dad and my brother and my mom and sister and I and my baby sister too she wasn't technically allowed to watch it we would like cover her eyes we would all sit down and watch Gossip Girl. My dad was so invested in Chuck and Blair. Like it was I love that. not even a joke. And whenever we're like watching TV and he's like, oh, you're going to put Gossip Girl on? Where's Chuck? I'm like, oh my God, like you're literally <laughs> obsessed and it's been 10 years. <laughs> yeah, he, him and my mom also like binged it like together again. I'm like, you guys are funny. But I love that. It just shows like the longevity of that show because it is like pure drama and like, yeah the drama that is so intense that you want to follow it you want and to keep it's up with drama it. without feeling soap opera-y you mm-hmm. know like I feel maybe this is an unpopular opinion but I feel like that's why I like I love the OC and I used to watch One Tree Hill mm-hmm. but I feel like both those shows hit this weird turning point when the drama became too much 
soap opera-y mm-hmm. where Gossip Girl kind of like it's so ridiculous that no matter how much drama they put in it never felt like a soap opera because yeah. they live such weird extravagant lives that it's like well that makes sense that that would happen you know what I mean yeah I think that's like a really important point to make too that like setting up a world that is extravagant allows for those crazy things to happen in a way that feels way more like organic and authentic than like if that was happening in Gilmore Girls or something right like oh my god yeah the world that you set up is so important in like establishing it's kind of like like if you're setting up a fantasy world right like you have to establish rules and like magic that happens and magic that doesn't happen here and like all those types of things it's the same thing for like a reality-based show like I don't know I just I don't want to say the same thing again but like basically yeah there has to be rules and like they they set themselves up to like have a lot of crazy shit happen and it was entertaining like I'm not watching it to watch like my own life happen on tv no you're watching it because you wish that was your life (laughs) and so most of the best shows whether that's a reality show or a narrative show are based on like you getting an inside look at a specific like ecosystem that you would never experience yourself right like that's what piques the interest that's what keeps you tied in like you want to know more about this world that you would never see in real life yeah so just a little uh tv writing (laughs) class it's funny though that you mentioned reality shows because today's icebreaker in the meeting Mm -hmm. taylor and i both got very heated was (laughs) was like what hill are you going to die on and taylor's was that um not all reality shows, but specifically like the Real Housewives uh, should get, like as a show should get more recognition. And she was saying how like, she understands that a lot of people think it's dumb, but in reality, it's about these women in their forties and fifties and so on. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah, they're rich, but they do struggle to like find their place in that world because in Hollywood, once you turn 40, you're kind of like- Thrown away yeah you're thrown away or if you're getting roles it's like you're the mom or like the weird aunt or whatever you know yep yep so yeah and what was your opinion on that (laughs) oh I mean I don't watch it so I don't really have an opinion but my no my own hot take oh I thought you had opposing takes no no we just had like what hill would we all die on I mean I don't get much out of reality tv so like I feel like I'm not the person to to speak to it that's fair I mean um Avery's Hill was <laughs> that Taylor Swift didn't lie it was Kanye and Kim <laughs> I think they both lied <laughs> Caitlin's was that the soundtrack of Grease 2 is better than the original Grease okay Taylor and I also didn't see Grease 2 so we listen for as much as we all had hot takes like no one was able to disagree with <laughs> so we didn't we didn't watch those that movie so we didn't we couldn't have an opinion on that either yeah um and then my hill that I'm dying on which I've mentioned about a million times even in our pod is that Hugh Jackman deserved to win the Oscar for the music had and the only reason he lost was because that fucking Abraham Lincoln movie came out the same year so they had to give to the award to the American oh interesting about an American quote-unquote hero so that always, always gets the award. Yeah, Captain Phillips. Uh, yeah. Why was that even nominated? That was literally the most if boring movie. Any biopic, first of all, will probably get nominated if it's yeah. about like a really important person. 
And they, because it's a biopic, they already have a higher chance of, of winning the award for starters. Then they went ahead and chose Abraham Lincoln. That's like, whether the movie- Who even watched that? Good. So I actually looked it up once. And first of all, the amount of money that each movie made, it was like not even close. <laughs> like they may say that fucking like, <laughs> so above and beyond what Lincoln- Yeah, it was a sensation. It was a cultural yeah. sensation. Yeah. But literally just the fact that it is about Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. the biopic. And it won? It won, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I appreciate that hot take. I don't even think that's a hot take. That's like just straight facts. I mean, for God's sakes, like did Anne Hathaway win? She did win, which I think she deserves to win because I think if you're doing a feature movie like that where you're crying your eyes out and you have snot coming out of your nose and you're singing live while you're doing that kind of acting, in my opinion, you deserve an award for that. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And I think she's only in like 20 minutes of the whole movie. And he jacked me to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Where he quite frankly was disgusting for so much of it and was crying and singing his poor little heart out and had to, the, the development of his character is incredible. And here I am still complaining about it. <laughs> and then it was made worse by the fact that when he was nominated for gold, uh, Golden, what is wrong with me today? For Greatest Showman. Uh-huh. And- Franco won the fucking Golden Globe and stood there like an idiot for while he what? Was and I was just like Hugh Jackman. James Franco? Yeah, he won for that stupid movie, The Disaster Artist. Oh, because comedy and musical are in the same thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So that itself? Face, yeah, it's stupid. So it's, ridiculous. Jackman's face when James Franco was giving his speech, I was like, this is a reflection of all his fans <laughs> because the guy was clearly on drugs. Yeah. like 100%. Um, and I was just like, it boggles my mind that we're even putting James Franco and Hugh Jackman in the same category at all. Forget mm-hmm. the fact that one's a drama, one, or one, sorry, one's a comedy and one's a musical. Yeah. Forget the genre. Just acting wise, the fact that you're putting them in the same category. Yeah, like James, James Franco. Franco plays himself as different people. As different he, stoners, literally. That's all he does. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that when I saw Les Mis, like, I didn't know it was a musical. So I went in, I was in grade 11 or 12. And I went with my friend. I was like, okay, let's just go see this random. Like, we didn't even know what it was. And we went in and it was just like song after song. I was like, what is this movie? (laughs) And like, I was uncultured and like so annoying at that age. So I obviously hated it, but I need to rewatch it and truly appreciate it. Cause like, Looking back, oh. I'm like, it was amazing. It was it's amazing. So but good. like, I had no sense of like quality at that time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's I was such, like, such a movie. I was shook that it was a musical. Did you ever, did you watch Hairspray? Of course. Did you like it? I think it's fun. Yeah. Uh, bro, the length of time that I would say good morning Baltimore like sing it (laughs) (laughs) unprovoked for years after I watched that movie and I was also like that was the first movie I saw where like someone who wasn't like twig thin was like a main character Mm -hmm. so I was like yo this is baller Mm. (laughs) yeah I love that I watched it for James Marsden and then I ended up enjoying it yeah it's good I like I don't 
I tend to like musicals. I I love I really like musicals now, and I used to hate them with a passion because I didn't appreciate what went into them. And same with like just like plays in general and live theater. But were you a Disney person growing up? No. Okay. See, like I'm not saying this makes a difference, but I'm I am saying it helps. Like like I grew up watching so much Disney, mm-hmm. so like all musicals, right? Right. Tunes, it's all musicals. Yeah. So I find it's very hard not to enjoy musicals if you grow up. I mean, growing up, I did, like, we watched Disney movies, but we only watched, like, a select few, like, Lion King, Peter Pan, and, and, like, after that, we didn't watch anything until, like, um, like, more, like, Pirates of the Caribbean started coming out and, like, Finding Nemo and stuff like that, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I just wasn't. You know, that's how you tell the difference between Pixar and Disney. Pixar doesn't have any songs in it. Oh, yeah. I never even that's thought why about Finding that. Nemo isn't a musical because Pixar. <laughs> yeah, that is that is very true. I don't know why I thought Toy Story and Incredibles. Yep. No one. Oh, I was, okay. Incredibles. So I wasn't really a Disney kid. I was a Pixar kid. There you go. Okay, we learn yeah. something new every day. <laughs> um yeah I fucks heavy with Pixar the Incredibles is- I mean to be fair Pixar makes amazing movies they mm-hmm. really do they're just diff- slightly different they only different. get better and better yeah yeah did you you watched Soul I'm assuming yeah did you like it the recent ones were what Soul and Luca I think right yeah I haven't seen Luca yet but- yeah like Luca was if I have to choose between the two Luca I prefer Luca soul i really liked it it's just not like if i'm i wouldn't go back to it it's not a happy movie you know what i mean like okay even like, i wanted to like, talk about this that's yeah, why i'll I asked go back you. to yeah um i found soul to be like too heavy and conceptually high for a children's movie yeah um was it a good movie yeah for sure and like had a lot of like sorry i keep moving my laptop like a fucking wild animal anyway like it had a lot of good stuff in it. I was just like, this was not, I don't know, everyone was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen or like the most, the best Disney movie they've released in years or whatever. And I was just like, mm. yeah. Even see, Coco, like, Coco was sad in a way, but it was really amazing too. And like, I would prefer a movie yeah. like that over Soul, you know? Yeah, Coco, Inside Out. Yes. Like those, first of all, I find both of those better than both Soul and Luca. Yeah. Like Luca, everyone was like, oh, it's the best thing Pixar's ever done. I'm like, okay. It's not the best thing Pixar has ever done. <laughs> no. A cute, it's a cute movie, is what Luca is. It's a cute movie. But wow. The fa- when you said Disney movies have songs, and I now I'm realizing I literally barely watched any Disney movies. There you go. So I'm like trying to think of like the movies I love, like Bugs Life, Toy Story, Monsters Inc. Yeah, Bugs Life is Pixar too um yeah toy story is pixar like obviously soundtrack but no one actually sings no that's so blowing my mind right now i don't even know anything about my life or who i am now (laughs) i don't know know if there's any outliers but i don't think so i'm pretty sure like that's that's how i that's how i categorize them because it's true they don't have yeah musicals so and i was always when I was an intern back in the day, they would, like, people always ask me, like, what was my favorite, like, Disney song or whatever, like, 
I could never remember like people are like Mulan this song that song I'm like what the fuck like I can't remember any of them <laughs> something wrong with me it's because I didn't watch that shit there you go yeah no we used to watch Lion King literally on repeat at my grandma's house to be house. fair that movie is probably the best Disney movie ever of all time and always will be beyond beyond yeah so good which that is based on a Shakespeare play as well Hamlet <gasps> oh my god I'm a little surprised that you didn't know that to be honest I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I just don't think about like I just don't think about anything besides surface level what am I <laughs> what am I perceiving <laughs> literally um that's so interesting and but makes a lot of sense obviously yeah, that like, was Hamlet. um I think that's the only I think that's the only one yeah that's like based off Shakespeare, but I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, that being said, though, Pocahontas has a killer soundtrack, as does Tarzan. Yeah. I cry to the Pocahontas soundtrack all the time. Because even if no one's singing, the instrumentals are just fucking, they blow me away. Moving, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's incredible. I, rem- I remember being obsessed with Tarzan and also being like, Ugh. he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was a good movie and phil collins i know i say this all the time but god damn it phil collins went so fucking hard Mm -hmm. you didn't have to go that hard it doesn't make sense like who first of all i want to know who went to phil collins like instead of we want you to do the tarzan soundtrack and then i want to know what phil collins thought process was and how he was like i'm gonna make this the most incredible piece of music you've ever heard in your life and nothing will ever even come close yeah. to cartoon soundtrack. I want to know how that all happened. He's honestly just built different. He's like, nah, this isn't going to be some lame-ass cartoon. <laughs> this is going to be a life-changing experience for children and adults so- alike. It yeah. fucking was. Like, even lyrically, the opening song, Two Worlds, like just what that means about man and nature you're like god damn it dude (laughs) it's fucked up that soundtrack's fucked (laughs) uh coming up next we have a full episode dedicated to tarzan soundtrack (laughs) breaking down tarzan soundtrack that would be hilarious oh god damn oh but actually that's our time if you can believe it i cannot life is crazy this is, I think, episode 23. Good for us. We really did this shit. <laughs> the next episode, which is what the one we're doing together, is actually our one-year mark. Oh, fuck. It's 24 episodes. Yeah, because I won't see you on the Wednesday, but we could just do it the Thursday. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. How we'll do it is going to be the interesting part, but we'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> I was I've been thinking about that I'm like what are the logistics we don't we're not tech savvy but no nope. it doesn't matter only have the one laptop which like well I have my laptop yeah but if my... we miss each other won't it like anyway we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah no no for sure for sure uh shout out to anyone who's listening to this nonsense <laughs> um yeah I don't know I'll see you guys I'll see you have a good one Peace. Take care. Bye.